Safety Net Studio presents. Followed sometimes, even though there's no one else in the house. I guess if I need to help them. Welcome to Ask a Medium. Here's intuitive medium and occult specialist, Rachel Stiles. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast called Ask a Medium. This is Rachel Stiles, intuitive medium, occult specialist. I'm so happy that you've tuned in today. And I wanted to share with you, I got some feedback from a client this morning. It was very interesting to me. She had come to see me a couple weeks ago. Um, Her father had passed away and they were having a hard time finding, I guess, I don't always know the full extent of what the reading's about because I, I only give what I pick up, but they were looking for his will or like some formal documents or legal documents about the equity in his home or the purchase of the home or something like that. And he had been a little bit of a pack rat. So the house was just a total disaster. And she had come to see me a couple weeks ago. I picked this up and her father gave me specific instructions about where she was supposed to look <laughs> to find the documents. And she called me this morning to let me know that they were in the exact place that I told uh, her that they would be. So I thought that was pretty neat. I love when I get confirmations. Often when I do readings, you know, people kind of go away and I never know if what I say is accurate or not. But uh, so I'm glad you've tuned in and I am ready to take my first caller. So I just had to tell you this story. Um, the first time that this has ever happened to me, my husband and I were driving home and we came across a car crash. My husband jumped out to help and I stayed in the truck with the kids. So my husband was helping and then paramedics and ambulance came. My husband was telling me that when he was out there, when he first went out to, to help, um, the, I guess the woman's dog came and um, she... And the woman's dog came out as soon as my husband was there. And I had this feeling that that kind of when the woman had passed. And we later find out, found out that that's exactly what happened. Um, anyways, I started to, the next day, I started to have this, like, heavy feeling around me, I guess. And I started to do a little investigation. Um, tried to find people that might have known her. And I luckily did. It was actually my photographer was friends with her sister, I believe. And so I started having these feelings of messages that needed to, to go to the family. And I started to be able to re- relay these messages. And after I relayed these messages, I felt this um, wave, of, like almost an uplifting wave come over me. And I felt like, I almost felt like I helped her cross um, to the other side. And it was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. I, it was... I felt bright and, and um, almost weightless, I guess you could say, afterwards. And, um, yeah, I just I wanted to share that story with you. Um, and I want to know if you have any suggestions of books or anything that I could read that could help me, I guess, um, protect myself against negative. I actually had a coworker that committed suicide, and I, just, I had a lot of things happen that were really negative with that and I had to almost close myself off and just really ignore it because it was it was affecting me a lot uh, in my personal life with my husband and I'm just wondering if you could help me out uh, maybe books I could read or anything that you could suggest that would 
um, I guess, protect me and my family from, from the, I guess, like I said, the negative side uh, with that. But um, I love your podcast. It's amazing. Um, and, yeah, thanks. And you're doing a great job. Wow. Okay. That is a lot of information. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. It's so exciting for me to hear people's different stories and understand the occult or the paranormal a little bit better. I definitely feel that you have very specific gifts uh, where you have the ability to cross spirit over. If I were you, I would look into that a little bit further. I believe personally that everyone's intuitive and um, we all just get information in different ways. So you first have to sort of discern the way that you get information. And then we all have different purposes or intentions for those intuitive gifts. So some people are meant to do readings. Some people are meant to, to cross people over. Some people are meant to do house blessings. Some people are meant to be healers, this sort of thing, et cetera, et cetera. So for you, there's something very specific in the similarities of some of the experiences that you're having, I definitely believe in that moment that you cross that woman over. How amazing is it for you to have experienced that? If someone dies and they die traumatically or they die quickly or unexpectedly, often they can remain suspended, which means they become a ghost. They kind of miss the light or miss that transition over to the other side. So I could easily see her connecting to your husband because he was trying to help or perhaps connecting to you because she felt that you could help her uh, because you are intuitive or because um, maybe she felt a kinship with your energy. You may have had something in common with her. Like if, if she was a mother and you were a mother, for example, she felt that your energies were compatible. And the fact that you just followed that like that and naturally and organically just came to the resolve where you did feel like you crossed her over is amazing to me. Often people doubt the information they're getting or doubt their gifts. So the characteristics that you're describing, you know, that feeling of being elated and how everything was weightless, that's exactly how people have described uh, near-death experiences is the second that they're sort of transitioning, they lose every care in the world, like they, all their responsibilities, everything that just goes away and they immediately feel elated at peace and almost weightless. That's often a word that's used to describe those experiences. So I firmly believe that you did that. That's amazing. With dealing with the woman who committed suicide from work, she could very well uh, still be suspended. And, you know, you didn't go into detail about what your negative experiences were around that. But ultimately, when you think about it, people that don't end up transitioning over or don't end up crossing into the spirit world, when they stay suspended as ghosts, they're just perpetually experiencing negative character defects, whether that's grief or sadness or violence or fear or anger, this sort of thing. That's why a lot of interactions with ghosts tend to sometimes be negative or be scary because they're really just broken people, essentially, that you're dealing with. My suggestion to you is to develop your gifts. I'm trying to think of any literature off the top of my head. What you could definitely do is start researching psychic self-defense. 
You could go on YouTube and see if there's some YouTube videos for psychic self-defense. You could go on Amazon and search psychic self-defense books, read the reviews to see if one of those books kind of stand out to you that resonate with you. And the concept behind psychic self-defense is you want to be able to protect your energies so that you can turn them on and turn them off if you're in the presence of something negative or unwanted. It also helps you discern the difference between your energies and another person's or another spirit's. So I would start there. Psychic self-defense, number one, anyone that wants to do any work intuitive or wants to do any kind of reading or any kind of healing or anything like that, psychic self-defense is imperative. And you can experiment with that. A lot of those books will have exercises and experiments for you to try and sort of control your energies, affect the energies of others, or sort of shut them down. I remember I had an experience once where there was this guy who I did not want in my house. I didn't like him. He gave me a bad feeling. He was a friend of uh, my husband at the time. I just made this thing up in my head where I protected our house in this shield and just decided I don't ever want this man in my house. And after I did that, it was really interesting because every anytime he came to our house to drop something off, he used to like come in and sit in our living room and be there for an hour. And then after I did that, he would stop right at the door and he would never actually put his foot inside the entrance of the door. The way that I've sort of discerned a lot of the information I have about the occult or the paranormal is simply by trial and error and experimenting. I also kept really detailed records of like when I did these and what my experiences were like after so I could go back and reference that information. So you have a long road ahead of you <laughs> of experimenting and things to try. Also, another quick recommendation would be to learn some sort of healing modality. So some people talk about Reiki or access bars or different types of healing that are out there. I would suggest researching a couple and choosing one that resonates with you. Again, the whole premise behind you Learning a healing modality is to be able to separate your energy from other people and to discern that when you are having experiences, if those experiences are yours or if they're from an outside influence like another person or another spirit. I'm so excited for you on your journey. I think that naturally and organically, it sounds like you're finding your way. And uh, I would encourage you to continue to experiment with the gift that you have. And frankly, <laughs> being a medium that does house blessings on a regular basis, I could use a medium that could cross spirits over. If you ever want to get in contact with me, I'd love to work with you and see if we can develop that gift. And if you're interested in that, all my information is down in the pod script. Do you have a question about the afterlife, the occult, or are you experiencing things regarding the paranormal? Call Rachel today at 204-417-4569. That's 204-417-GLOW. Uh, my name is Catherine. I just want to say I'm really enjoying the podcast. Um, I have a question. I feel like I'm pulled or attracted to witchy stuff, but how do I know if I'm a witch? Uh, looking forward to hearing your answer. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Catherine. You know, that's a great question. I have a lot of people ask me that. Um, I am a practicing witch, I guess you could say, or someone that practices witchcraft. I've been doing that for quite some time. And when I first started out, I had a hard time coming out as a witch. I read lots of books on witchcraft. I practice witchcraft. I'd like wait for my boyfriend to go to sleep and then I'd practice witchcraft at night so no one knew what I was doing because I just felt ashamed of it. I used to 
read witchcraft books and I'd cover the covers with like brown paper so no one could see what I was reading. It took me a long time before I actually felt like I wanted to call myself a witch personally, a whole bunch of more time before I actually wanted to tell other people out loud that that's what I was. All a witch is to me is a woman that has her own empowerment, a woman that is in charge of her own power. She knows her value. She knows her worth, and she can use her divine feminine energy to shape and shift energies around her to change her situation in her life. A lot of negative connotation around the word witch comes from the witch trials. And essentially, the witch trials was just like a holocaust of women. There were as many women, they say, killed as a comparable to like the Jewish Holocaust. And this was over a 300 year period. And I mean, I could talk about it for hours. There's a great documentary out there. It's on YouTube. It's called The Burning Times. So if you are interested in the history of witchcraft, I would tune into that. That might give you some information to help you discern how you feel about witchcraft. But really what that did it began the domestification of women. So that concept of like the 1950s housewife comes from being in a patriarchal society and comes from those witch trials that occurred in Europe in the 1500s. I find that a lot of women today, um, if you have an affliction with the moon, if you are connected to nature, if you really resonate with, you know, herbology or like tinctures or like medicines, if you have had any metaphysical experiences, if you feel sensitive to the energy of people around you, or if you feel like a kinship with animals sometimes. So it's really just bringing the divine, bringing the spirit, bringing nature into your daily practices to honor the energy and the sacred divine feminine energy that exists inside you. One thing else that I might suggest for you, Catherine, is there are a lot of Facebook groups out there that are closed groups that you can request to be a part of. It's a great way to be introduced to other practitioners that are out there and the things that they're doing on a daily basis, the content that they're reading or experimenting with to see if that strikes a chord with you, if you would be interested in trying them, and then you can have dialogues with them or ask questions about things that you're unsure of. But whatever you do, don't ignore that pull inside you. No, there's no harm in being idly curious. Knowledge is going to be the best thing that's going to help you move forward with that. Follow the show on Instagram. Links are in the pod script below. Rachel, don't really know where to start, but um, my, my question to you would be, uh, I don't know, I, I would almost like to meet you because you almost need to know my history and all that kind of stuff. I believe my mom had ESP, she's seen a lot of things, I, I see a lot of things, things, just certain things triggered. I don't really tell people much about this because I might think I'm crazy or something, but uh, um, my mom went to see the medium. Oh, 13, 14 years ago before she passed away. And the medium told her that, uh, didn't tell her who, who these things would be happening to. But, uh, the first thing she, she told her was that, uh, one of her children would be passing away. Uh, next thing would be that one of her children would be in serious accident. And, uh, she could exactly picture what it was, but she said it involved water and, and a big truck. And a few other things anyway, 
I don't, there's, a, there's so many, basically all this stuff happened. My brother passed away 13 years ago, 14 years ago. I got hit by a, a semi-truck that was full of water, nearly um, lost my life. And my mother told me just before uh, she had her accident that she would have to tell me something else, but she never got around to it. Also, would like to know, why am I dreaming of my grandma so much? I can't get her out of my mind when I'm awake. Uh, can't get her out of my mind when I'm sleeping. She's still alive, not dead. I don't know when she's dreaming. Is she sending me some political messages, or is it my mother sending me these messages letting me know she's going to be passing on soon. I mean, she's uh, 96 years old, living in a home. I'm going to try to see her once a week if I can. I permit. Uh, a little bit confused. Uh, I believe I got my mom's gift with that ESP stuff. I don't fully understand this stuff, but um, if you can give me any kind of insight, I would appreciate it. Okay, look forward to your podcast Friday. Have yourself uh, uh, a wonderful rest of the week anyway. Aww. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Um, you know, my heart always breaks for men. We live in this patriarchal society, so it means that it's predominantly run by men. You know, it's really like derogatory to do anything feminine in this culture. If you're a man, it's even derogatory for women to do feminine things sometimes. And I often think that, you know, being psychic or being intuitive, this sort of thing, it's always associated with the feminine. So many times I meet so many men out there that are gifted in some way or are intuitive, and they've never really had permission to explore that properly because culture doesn't really allow it. Thank you so much for calling. I always think when guys do stuff like that, it's really brave to ask questions. I definitely believe with your mother and with that medium to get that information about the accident or your brother, and I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about his passing. Um, for me, as a medium, I get information, but like I really don't know what it means. So yeah, you could see a truck and you could see water, but you don't necessarily know who it's for or when it's going to happen or what context it has for you or for people around you or maybe the person you're reading for. There's always still this mystery around it, and we know that we're being channels for spirit. We know that the information we're getting is valid. We just don't know how it applies sometimes. I think that it's probably really likely that, yeah, you've inherited some intuitive gifts from your mother. If you're having these dreams about your grandmother and you're feeling compelled to do something or that you're being called to speak with her or do something or you know, that spirit's trying to connect with you, it's possible that it could be like the higher self, your grandmother's higher spirit, even though she's still alive, coming to you to connect with you in your dreams. Or it could be possible that it's your mother bringing you that information. I'd have to ask you a few more questions to be able to discern that. But regardless, you know, to me, it doesn't really matter why that information or how that information is coming to you, but like, what should you be doing about it? So my suggestion to you is you need to go and see your grandmother. You need to call her every day if you can, and just try and be of use to her in any way that she requests. 
So maybe go see her and ask her if she needs anything. Maybe she just, you know, I went and saw my grandmother when she was in a home and I'm like, Grandma, what do you need? She's like, I really want to have a milkshake. I haven't had a milkshake in like 12 years. And so I rushed out and bought her a milkshake and a burger. And it made her so happy, you know. So it could be possible that your grandma needs some love and attention right now. Okay. Maybe there's some bigger need that you would discover by going to see her. Also, if she is, you know, she is 96, if she is close to passing, or if she isn't doing well, she may need your energy around her to help her cross over to have your love. Regardless of how this information is being brought to you, I definitely think you need to pursue that wholeheartedly. And I do believe you're intuitive. And I do believe that if you did reach out to her or went to see her, that organically you would discover why you're supposed to be there. And sometimes we just have to follow our intuition and we have to follow those pulls, even though we don't really get the answers of what the meaning was to them till later on. In order for you to get an answer about why this is happening, you will get one, but it may not be for some time. So the best thing you can do right now is just to offer up your energy, offer up your love and see how you can be of use and how you can be of service to her at this time in her life. Okay, so I would like to do a daily tarot card pull for you guys. Let me see what I got here. I have the Eight of Swords. Ooh, I love the Eight of Swords. Okay, so the Eight of Swords reminds us not to make decisions based on fear. Often when we're making decisions based on fear, we're not honoring our truths. We're not fulfilling our purposes. So some people are afraid to lose their jobs or afraid to leave a relationship or afraid to ask that girl out or uh, go to school or move to Australia. I don't know. You really have to honor your intuition at all costs and ignore those fears. Fears always boil down to us losing something that we have or not getting something that we want. When we acknowledge that they're just thoughts, that fear is just a thought and you can change your thought at any time, then we are rewarded with our own personal empowerment. So you heard it. Don't make decisions based on fear. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't. It'll ruin your life. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Fred. I have a, a question for Rachel. I've, I've always been intrigued by uh, the idea of reincarnation. And I'm, I'm wondering, as a psychic medium... Have you ever witnessed or experienced anything where uh, any indication that people have past lives? Thank you. Thanks, Fred. The more and more that I go down this rabbit hole of the occult, you know, this world is so unexplained and so expansive. So I don't like to take any stance on any certain beliefs because just when I think I know what I'm talking about, I have some sort of other experience that makes me question all of my beliefs from the start. What I can tell you is I do believe that there is some sort of reincarnation out there. I don't believe that people are just randomly reincarnated all over the place. The information and experiences that I've acquired lead me to believe that people actually travel together in groups. So souls travel together in groups and they call them soul groups. 
And what that means is that we're all working together in a group to try and sort of ascend or to manifest ascension by living all these lives together. For example, like let's say, Fred, that we're in spirit and we're in the same soul group and I decide that I'm going to be your mother and uh, you're going to be my daughter and you're going to have a drug problem. And we make all kinds of agreements about the things, trials and tribulations that we need to go through in order to learn as spirits and grow. And then I go and be born into that life and you come to be born into that life as my daughter. But we both have free will. So sometimes people fulfill their agreements and sometimes they don't. And that is the test of each life that we're given the gift of living. And then we all kind of meet up at the end to, you know, look at what we did and to make new agreements for the next life. And that's where some people talk about like deja vu. I've heard before, and I don't know if I believe this, but I've heard before that some people think that deja vu is really a remembrance of an agreement that you made when you were in your soul group. So if you ever experienced deja vu, you should really stop to look to see like who you're around or where you are, or what's going on in your life or what you were thinking in that moment, because there may be some sort of agreement that you're recalling. This actually reminds me of a great book. It's called Many Lives, Many Masters. You should read it. It's a great read. It's like 200 pages, super easy read. Kept me intrigued the whole time. So it was the psychologist and he didn't believe in any of this kind of stuff. He had this patient come see him. She had all these crazy traumas. She had to sleep in her closet at night because she had really bad anxiety. Her boyfriend was crazy. They had this toxic relationship. She was afraid of water. She was afraid of elevators. She was afraid of all these things. And so he started doing hypnosis with her, hoping that that would help her heal or aid some of those anxieties. And what happened was he inadvertently or like accidentally was regressing her into these past lives. And he had no interest in these sorts of things. But what was happening was so bizarre to him that he just started recording all of their sessions together. And what would happen during these sessions, she would go through a life, let's say, where she drowned. And so he'd walk her through the hypnosis of that drowning experience. And then he found after he would do that regression, that past life regression, that she no longer had a fear of water in her waking life. So the more lives that they progressed through or regressed through, I should say, the more her anxieties started disappearing in her waking life. It was really, really an interesting read. Another thing was in a past life, I think her boyfriend killed her or something. And then that was part of the reason why they're having all these toxic experiences in their, in their relationship in this life. It's really bizarre. Oh, and one thing, I don't want to be a spoiler. I don't want to ruin it. He regressed her into this life, actually saw him the psychologist in her past life. So they supposedly were supposed to be in the same soul group and he was her teacher in another life. And at that point, he got so freaked out that he started having his wife sit in on the sessions because he couldn't believe what was happening. And I think he ended up regressing her through like a thousand lives or something crazy. And maybe that number's wrong, but it was like a really big number. So it was very interesting. He went on to completely change his practice to past life regressions. I think he still does them in the United States somewhere and uh, has written many books thereafter. So it's really an interesting read. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Definitely something you want to check out. So yeah, I have had some experiences myself with people that I have met in my own life that have led me to believe that I've known them before. Or oftentimes people will feel like really connected to like a specific era 
or a specific culture, like let's say you're just enthralled with Egyptian things, or there's something very specific about, you know, the 1930s that just you love every piece of clothing and furniture and art and music and everything from that era, that can be an indicator of some past life experiences. So it's definitely something to look into. I have done past life regressions for people. I don't offer that as a service in my practice anymore, because uh, I can't always do them. Like it's really hard to get someone to regress. You have to be really experienced and I'm just not there yet. But I would definitely look into it. There's people out there that do past life regressions if you want to experiment with it or pay attention if there's any eras or cultures that you're interested in. You know how sometimes like there's people in your lives that you just the second you met them, you felt like you've known them forever or you guys just hit it off right away. Like it was bizarre how connected you were to that person. And then we can have even like family members who we just don't feel connected to at all. We don't feel like we have any agreements with them. So it's really interesting. And sometimes with past lives, they're not always positive either. Like someone could make an agreement out of your soul group to come kill you or to do something heavy or negative so that you can go through that experience. And that's the sacrifice that they make to you in order for you to have some ascension for your spirit. So it's kind of complicated. There's a lot of information out there. So I would encourage you to do some research and maybe experiment on yourself. There are things on YouTube. You can listen to a past life regression to try and regress yourself. That being said, I knew a lady once that did that and she got like trapped in the regression, like she couldn't bring herself back out and her daughter found her and freaked out and had to call someone to come in and bring her out of that regression. So hypnosis is a real thing. <laughs> and if you don't know what you're doing, if you're just randomly listening to videos on YouTube, that, that could be really dangerous. Plus, when once you go into the hypnosis, you don't really know what the recording is suggesting you do or anything. So I'm always like kind of wary of that, but I have done it myself, to be honest. I'm always curious. I'm always pushing those borders, but I would uh, recommend that you approach this area with some discretion and um, just be careful. There's certainly lots of cultures and religions in the world that believe that, and they all have different conceptions of it. So I think there's something to be said about it. I don't exactly can't explain it, but I believe that it definitely does exist. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I had fun and listening to all these interesting questions. If you have questions for me, or if you need some closure on some of the questions you've already asked or some of the topics that we've mentioned, I would love to go deeper and explore more about them. Please call the free message line. It's 204-417-4569. That's 204-417-GLOW. I would love to hear your experiences, anything about anything occult, extraterrestrial, anything. I'm just always up to talking about oddities and curiosities of this world. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can find my information in the pod script below, or you can go to my website, which is risingmoon.ca. Thanks for listening. Subscribe now to this podcast and check out other podcasts from Safety Net Studio by visiting the website, safetynetstudio.com.
video content for Safety Net Studio is produced by Layer Video Imagery. Get your business an extra layer for promotional videos on social media, creative music videos for artists, or art projects. Contact Layer Video Imagery. Go to layervideoimagery.com or visit her on Instagram at layervidimagery. Add an extra layer to your business with Layer Video Imagery. Imagery.